Hello, everyone. Welcome to Danny's Diary, a podcast powered by Singing News Magazine. I'm your host, Danny Jones. Our guest today, Elliot McCoy of Three Bridges. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Danny. So good to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. And uh, let's just go ahead and tackle the most obvious question that uh, you get asked quite a bit uh, because, number one, you're the only one in gospel music this would apply to. McCoy. Hatfield and McCoys. Are you related? I am the real McCoy. And I was actually born, I tell everybody, I was born in the Holy Lands. And, of course, they're thinking Israel. And But to me, it was Burnwell, Kentucky. And I grew up on the farm where the feud actually took place. I'm a direct descendant of the feud. Do you ever encounter a Hatsville on the road by Every chance? now and then. You know, in the audience we do, and we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, I did a, uh, I promoted a concert back in eastern Kentucky, I think it was five years ago, and I found a Hatfield, a minister from uh, Oklahoma. He, he's a Baptist uh, preacher out in Oklahoma, but he is the great-grandson of the leader of the Hatfields. Uh, Devil Lance Hatfield was the leader, and he opened our concert in prayer. A Hatfield opened in prayer. Uh, saved Hatfield. I was blown away. After all these years, the feud <laughs> has kind of quieted down. All right, let's uh, let's move on into other things here. Three Bridges uh, been around since the year two thousand one. Uh, going strong. The current lineup's been together for about ten years, and I know you're awfully proud of the guys who travel with you now. Oh, I sure am. You know, and uh, three bridges. Uh, one question we get asked a lot, and then I'll tell you about the guys, is where did I get the name? Mm-hmm. And when I originated the group, I wrote down just every name I could think of. I wondered the name had never been used, and that's tough. And, you know, in gospel, I like the word bridge because I have bridged my life to Christ. We wanted to be a bridge to Christ, so I wrote down three bridges. It was going to be a trio, and that's how the name came about. And today, sharing the bus with you is... Uh, oh, two of the finest men that I've ever sang with in my life. And I've sang with some good men, good talent, but two godly men, two licensed ordained ministers. Uh, Jeremy Hudson is my tenor vocalist, and his dad uh, uh, was a gospel singer. He had a group called the Churchmen back in the 70s, great group. Mm-hmm. And uh, my lead singer, and Jeremy's from Birmingham, Alabama, that's where he lives, and my lead singer is Shannon Smith, another licensed ordained minister, a tremendous vocalist. He is actually a trained opera singer. He can sing opera. We don't let him because I don't like it. But he, <laughs> well, there's honesty for you right there. He got, no, I'm just, I just kidding. But uh, Shannon uh, grew up in a pastor's home, and he grew up in Syracuse, New York. So I got a Southern boy and a Yankee. And I'm from Kentucky, the Mason-Dixon line. I keep peace on the bus. There you go. And, you know, uh, if, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking, well, okay, those names sound familiar, it's because they have some road experience with a very well-known name from the world of gospel music. They do. Uh, Jeremy Hudson was hired, uh, I forget what year, uh, by Armin Morales of the Imperials. Jeremy stayed with the Imperials for 10 years, and Shannon was hired by Armin Morales, and he was with him for six years. And they actually ended up owning the group, and they shut it down, and Jeremy went to uh, uh, become a minister of music. Shannon went to become a minister of music, and uh, that only lasted a year. 
2008, the economy crushed. They both got laid off looking for work. I needed singers, and I went after them and hired them both. Uh, Sometimes it just all comes together. Everything has its season. Speaking of that, uh, you and I were talking earlier with our engineer, Troy Peach, and uh, you disclosed a, a little trivia bit that neither myself or Troy were aware of, and that was for just a brief period you were a member of the Statesman. Boy, I was excited because, uh, and I'll tell you why I was excited in a minute, but yeah, uh, Tank Tackett, who's been in um, Journey Singing Golfs, the Weatherfords, he's, he's a tenor singer, been around for, he was singing with the Statesman. Scooter Simmons, a renowned songwriter, he was singing with them. And um, Bob Caldwell was their bass singer. And Jack Tony uh, was re- had just replaced Jake, and, uh, but Jack was going to retire. And Tank called me and asked me, to, so I sent Hovey some uh, some old music, and he said, come on down. So I moved to Nashville and got on the bus, went out one trip with him, and Hovey shut the group down. So I thought, ooh, that was a quick... Uh, so, so Troy, is there, I'm wondering if there's any correlation by Elliot's arrival and the group shutting down. You think there's any possibility of that Troy? Troy's waving his hands over there. He's going to get be. back with us later. Oh. But however, you did not let that deter you. Uh, you know, a, a new group was formed out of that. It took me uh, a good uh, four or five years. I, I really was just waiting on the Lord. I, I knew I I'd moved to Nashville. I'd raised my family. Uh, took care of my children, and I was ready to hit the road and sing. I believe that's what God called me to do. And uh, I was in church one day, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, said, you need to start a group. And, boy, that was that was a little frightening to me, but I did. And uh, from day one, though, we launched with a song, and it was given to us by God, mm-hmm. uh, a song called Dear Captain. Mm-hmm. God gave me that song July the 4th, 2001. I went to a producer in Nashville, and and I said, we spent two days working out an arrangement to produce a soundtrack. We put, I mean, strings on We put a lot of work and a lot of money into the track because I needed a good track to ship to radio to introduce the group. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, 9-11 hit. Everybody in the United States started saying, pray for the president, pray for the president. I had a song called Dear Captain. It's about praying for the captain of our country, the president. Mm-hmm. God gave me that song, and it launched us. Well, God knew what was coming. He did, and uh, had that song ready to uh, to to work uh, to minister to folks. And you know, even though it sounds like you're a, a late arrival to to Southern gospel music, the truth is actually something far different. This is somewhat the, the Three Bridges era is somewhat your second go-round in gospel music. Take us back to the early days. Oh, boy. It is It is the second go-round. Uh, I got saved. I gave my heart to the Lord in 1969. Prior to that, I was singing and playing rock and roll music. I was a young man. That's all I wanted to do. I loved rock and roll. That path was had taken me in the wrong direction and just about destroyed myself at a young age. You know, the, that road out there is not a good road to be on. But when I got saved... Uh, about a year later, I thought I laid my guitar down. I said, I I'll never sing again. That's it, Lord, I've quit. And the boy I got dedicated to the Lord. I worked uh, teaching Sunday school, driving a church bus, anything I could do in church, I was doing. And a guy in that church in Columbus, Ohio, took me to a 
quartet to a gospel singing called. I'd never been to one. I didn't. He said, you want to go to a concert at Veterans Memorial Auditorium downtown Columbus? I said, what kind of concert? I'm thinking rock and roll, and I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, it's Christian music. I said, really? I said, y'all yeah, go. First time I ever seen or heard gospel music. That night, the Spear family opened the program. And uh, I thought, they ain't too bad. They're a pretty good group. And uh, very professional, and boy, I love Brock Spears' bass. I thought, that old guy can sing. Then there was a group called the Macduff Brothers, a trio. Oh, boy, they they just lit me up. Powerful. One of the most underrated groups of this Fab- genre. You're exactly right. Absolutely fabulous. I, be, I fell in love with them. Then the Blackwood Brothers came out, and now they were big names. I thought, hey, yeah, they're pretty good. But nobody got my attention until the last group came on. That was Hovey Lester and the Statesman. And the reason they got my attention, I, in singing before I got saved, all I would sing is R&B music. Mm-hmm. Jackie Wilson was my favorite singer, and that's who I wanted to be, a white Jackie Wilson. <laughs> but here comes Hovey Lister, and he was singing R&B music. I went, oh, now this is different here, boy. He had a beat hit that I liked. They captured uh, the Statesman Quartet. It's my all-time favorite. And that introduced me to. Then I got hooked and got invited to join the quartet. Yeah, and you, and along the way, you sang with uh, some very strong groups from the the Ohio area. Oh boy, and powerful uh, groups. It really got you well established. And then you got to a period of life where you didn't sing. You, you, you were you were in a different career, a very successful career. And uh, you were sharing with me uh, earlier, you know, you, you you were well. We'll just go ahead and, and and share with everybody. You were over. You were managing a car dealership. Yep, one of the the biggest uh, in the Northeast, and you were in managing this while interest rates were sky high. Oh boy, yeah. And you had to pull on every resource possible to entice and encourage people to take home a new car. And little did you know that was uh, providing you a little bit of a a training ground, uh, knowing how to be a good MC for a group and and how to to find that level of communication for each specific type of personality. Uh, A good good car guy has to have a, a doctor's degree in psychology. You really do. By the time you finish, you have to know the personalities. You, you have to know who you're talking to because everybody's different. And, and there's four or five different personalities. And it, if, you do, if you talk to 100 people a day, it don't take you long. And you do that for 365 days, it don't take you long to, to learn. I can sit down and tell you what you do for a living just by talking to you. Mm-hmm. And so you, you take that, and uh, people would always say, how do you sell so many cars? I go, you know, it's the Lord. It's a God-given gift. I gave all the—I uh, had determined. You know, you hear the uh, saying, uh, uh, car salesmen are crooks. A lot of them are. I'm telling you, we never did anything crooked. Uh, I, every day I prayed. I made sure what I did was honest, above board, and truthful. I would work to sell you a car. Now, a lot of times I'd have ministers come in that I would do and say, now, Elliot, we want to go home and pray about this deal. I said, well, I understand that. I said, now, are you telling me the truth? Or are you wanting to go down the street to another dealership? Uh-huh. Most times they'd look at me and they'd go, yeah, 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 you're right. So I would look them in the eye and I'd say, all right, let's get down right here and pray. And I'd, I'd kneel down beside my desk, man. <laughs> and they'd go, well, that's okay. But, uh, you know, just 
just be honest. If you be honest, you can get their business. Right. But but as we were alluding to earlier before we started recording, that has has really helped you oh, in your MCing work tremendous. with Three Bridges because when you when you can sense that little shift in the audience, which way they want you to go, what they need at a particular time, who you're time, singing to, right? That that is such a plus that unless you've been on that side of the microphone, you don't realize how important that part actually is. Well, that's the truth. Uh, uh, our booking agency, uh, you know, I've got two guys that sang with a group called the Imperials, one of the greatest groups in history of gospel vocal groups, phenomenal vocalists. Mm-hmm. Jim Murray is the best tenor ever. I love that man. But when people find out that Three Bridges has that connection, they think we're uh, more contemporary. So our booking agent said, look, Ellie's going to come in. He, he will be able to read that audience, and we're blessed. Uh, when I sing, it's going to be Southern gospel all the way. Mm-hmm. And the other boys, too, because that's what we are. But it, uh, sometimes it takes a, a little bit to folks to understand that. Right. But once you once you get that first one or two songs out of the way, you're, you're a little more on solid ground, then you can really find out. Yes. This is what Three Bridges needs to do for these folks. That's tonight. right. It just takes about two songs and you can tell you can see the audience. Our guest today is Elliot McCoy of Three Bridges, and you are listening to Danny's Diary, a podcast powered by Singing News Magazine. Singing News Magazine, even after fifty years, is still one of the best ways to keep up with everything going on in the world of gospel music. If Singing News Magazine is not arriving in your mailbox every month, you can fix that simply by dialing eight hundred. 527-5226 or visiting singingnews.com and you can have Singing News delivered to your home every month. You're listening to Danny's Diary. My name is Danny Jones. Our engineer today, the one, the only, the illustrious Troy Peach of Southern Nights on Singing News Radio Network. You may also see him on the road with the Perrys. Our guest today, Elliot McCoy, uh, Three Bridges. What's going on in the world of Three Bridges right now? Well, we just are wrapping up a great year and um, planning the next year. Uh, uh, we're already booked into the next two years, so booking's looking good. Uh, we're starting to accumulate uh, a new material for a new album. Uh, I try to do one about every 18 months, uh, two years max. I don't like to do them too early because you put, we put uh, 10 or 12 songs on an album, and we'd like to utilize those songs. Right. And, uh, but we're working on uh, uh, pro- getting ready to start a new project. So, Speaking of, of, of songs for a new project, what's the very first thing that will catch your attention about a song that Three Bridges eventually records? Oh, man, lyrics. Uh, and, and it don't have to be... A uh, real spiritual type of song, mm-hmm. but a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple examples. Uh, Becky Simmons' agency books us. Her husband, Glenn Bates, is a tremendous songwriter. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people haven't discovered him yet, but we've had five of his songs that's done tremendous for us. One is probably our most, one of our top three played songs on radio, still today. It's called David. Talks about David when he was a little boy. And uh, when I heard the demo, Glenn was playing an out of tune guitar and singing it off pitch. It was a horrible demo. But the lyrics got me. It says, Ain't it like God? This is talking about David now. It says, mm-hmm. Ain't it like God to pick the runt of the litter? Now, who would put that in a song? Ronnie Henson would. Right. 
But I thought, that's pretty clever. And I listened. I thought, that's it. That's our last song. We was looking for one more song. So I, I emailed Shannon and Jeremy, and they both called me and said, now, you are kidding. They thought I was joking. They thought it was something funny because the demo was so horrible. I said, no, man, we're going to do that song. They said, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> I said, I'm dead serious. And, uh, man, what a great song. Every night, somewhere, every week in concert, if we don't have it on the list, somebody's going to come up and ask us to do it. Well, I mean, that's a sign that the song has, has got to somebody. Yep. And yeah. another song, uh, 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 I just listen for songs that speaks to me. I was raised by my grandparents. My dad got killed in the coal mines back in eastern Kentucky. My grandparents raised me. and So I love grandparents. I One night living in Nashville, we had some company come in, and I asked my wife, what can we do with them? Tuesday night? And I happened to look, well, let's go take them to the opera. So we took them to the Grand Ole Opera Tuesday night. And I'm sitting up there pretty bored because I don't follow country music. And there was a group came on called the Graskels. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, bluegrass, but they're not traditional bluegrass. They're very progressive bluegrass. And they opened with a song that I sang before I was saved. <laughs> an old rock and roll tune. I went, whoa, this is pretty cool. And they did it well. And then their next song was a song about a praying grandma. So I said, okay, listen to this one, because my grandma knew how to pray. And the title of the song is Satan and Grandma. That's our number one played song. And I get my monthly statement from uh, Sirius XM as an example. Every month it's the number one played song. It's mind-boggling. Again, a song that has reached somebody oh. and, and resonated with them. Oh, the you know, message. If, if, you, if you had to pick your all-time favorite gospel song, what song would it be and why? Oh, boy. Hmm. That's a tough one. I, uh, when you ask that... Um, when, I, when you say gospel songs, I don't classify, I don't, uh, hymns, I love hymns. Mm-hmm. Like, Greatest Thy Faithfulness is my favorite. But I call that a hymn. That's not what I would think of as a gospel song. My favorite gospel song, when I got saved, I sang it with my, my at the time I had three boys when I got, three sons when I got saved. And uh, that's the first time I ever sang a gospel song in church. And I made my little boys come up and sang it with me. It was a song that Bill Gaither wrote, and it's hard to talk about it, called Thanks to Calvary. Yeah. Ooh. Great song. I'm not the dad I used to be. And Thanks to Calvary, boy, and when I heard Hobie Lester sing that song, I was hooked. Uh, again, that, that's the beauty of Southern gospel music. The songs, it may may not be the same one for a hundred people. Yeah. But when that one song reaches in, grabs your heart, resonates with you, you're there. You're Boy. it's there forever, and that's that's the power of Southern gospel music. It, it's you, so you can't powerful. take it lightly. You, you know. can't, man. Where do you see gospel music heading in the next ten, fifteen years? Well, that's a good question. Uh, we get uh, people people around us that don't understand Southern gospel music. They say, man. That's a dying industry. Ain't nothing but old gray-haired people out there. And I go, yeah, you know, predominantly you're right. But let me tell you what I discovered. When I got introduced to gospel music, 1969, I got hooked. The statesman had me hooked. 
So I started researching it, and I got a magazine at that thing. I don't know if it was singing. It might have been singing news. J.G. Whitfield. Did mm-hmm. you? Yeah. I got a magazine, and it had an ad in there, a big thing it said in Nashville, Tennessee, called the National Quartet Convention. I'd never heard of it. And I told my wife, I said, hey, let's go down. And she's, no, nah, I don't want to go. She said, you can. I said, no, nah, I don't want to go. So I waited. I wrestled because I didn't want to go by myself. And finally, I said, I want to go and see what this thing is. And uh, so I, it was uh, Friday morning early. I, I got up and left and headed to Nashville from Columbus, Ohio. Got there late. I got there about a oh, quarter to nine. Walked up to the outside ticket booth and bought me a ticket. And I walked in and I almost fainted. 10,000 people. Every one of them gray-haired folks. I went, oh, is this the right place? <laughs> they were old, old people. I'm 23 or 24 years old. And I think, what in the world is this? But I sat down and son from that night on. So our industry has always been that way. Mm-hmm. Now, the key to our industry, in my opinion, to keep it going, you have to attract people like myself when I was 23. And... Uh, uh, groups like the Couriers attracted me. Oh, the Couriers it's still may be my all-time favorite. I put them now. They're different than the Statesmen, right. but their their music ministered to me. But uh, with Three Bridges, we have a broad appeal, Danny. I think when I sing lead on a song, I'm reaching that 70, 75, 80 year old folk. I'm in my seventies. When Shannon steps out there, he's reaching that 40, 45, 50-year-old that loved the Eagles, groups like that. Mm-hmm. And they're so they're, now they love the Eagles. They love all, all those rock groups, but they're going to church or saved. They've they got families they're raising. They're looking for some music. Right. And, and we got songs we sing that they like because mm-hmm. it reaches that age bracket. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they're hooked on Southern Gospel music. So, so I hope... Uh, it's not just us doing it. There's a lot of groups that have songs like it that's reaching that 40 and 50 year old, pulling them into our markets. Right. I think it's going to be around for a long time till the Lord comes back. That's what we all hope for. Um, when someone wants to learn more about Three Bridges, where do they need to go in the world of the internet? Well, just our website for starters, uh, threebridges.net. Uh, just that simple. Just sp- spell it out and spell three bridges, and uh, we we have videos on there. We have uh, we have a YouTube channel. They can go and sit for hours and listen and watch a, watch live concerts of our music and live recordings of our music on YouTube. Facebook. They can go on Facebook. We always tell them, when we end a concert, we ask them to go ch- Facebook and and like us, look us up. We tell them where to go. Just three bridges. You go on Facebook, type in three bridges to take you. You'll find us. Mm-hmm. And I say, but write a nice comment about our concert. And I say, if you can't write a nice concert about us, write a con- write a comment about Bill Gaither because he can't afford a bad comment. Oh well, all right. <laughs> okay, our guest today has been Elliot. McCoy of Three Bridges, thanks for dropping by and spending time with us today. And folks, be watching for the next episode of Danny's Diary, the podcast powered by Singing News Magazine.